Hey, welcome everyone. This is a continuation, uh, part two of feedback number 38, discussing um, menopause and marriage after the age of 50. And at the time, um, I had that feedback when I was doing the, sh the feedbacks of 17 through 22 about these subjects. Um, a hush of a person um, that I was talking to uh, explained this to me. I just want to share it with you because I think it's very valuable. So this hush of a person told me as follows, that either heard or knew of a secular psychologist um, that a woman came to him, said, I don't know what happened. We've been married for almost 40 years, and our marriage was great. We got along splendidly and, 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 and beautifully all these years. And until three years ago, everything was fine. Everything was decent. And then all of a sudden, we just can't get along. We're fighting all the time. Uh, we can't, don't have a nice thing to say to each other. We're getting on each other's nerves. And I don't know what happened. What changed? And um, the psychologist said, something must have changed. I want you to think about it. Go home. And um, then when you think of what changed, you call me back. She went home. After a while, she called him back and said, now I see the connection. Um, three years ago is when she went through menopause, and then she became quite uninterested in the sexual aspects. And um, that he, she sees going back, that created a, a lot of tension. And uh, that's the underlying, um, even though they weren't necessarily always fighting about that per se, but that bred the resentments and the, you know between the two of them. Uh, where he continued to have a strong interest in, in the sexual aspects, and she was totally uninterested, and that created a lot of tension. And so she realized that was indeed a big source of, of the fighting that was going on the past three years. So the psychologist gave her advice and explained like this, that for men to make men happy doesn't take much but the bedroom aspect is very, very important for men. And she should try it out, even though she's going out of her comfort zone, she should try it out and um, accommodate him in that area, even though it's not something she's uh, interested in, but she should try to make the effort and make him happy in that area. And she should try it, and she should call him back uh, you know, to let him know what happened. So she didn't return the call. Two years later, she finally called or they met and uh, she told him, sorry that I didn't get back to you right away. Everything is wonderful now. If I would have known that this aspect of the bedroom aspect was such a big deal to my husband, I would just, you know, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, just do it. Uh, I love him. And, uh, you know, once I, I start, getting into it, I get into it. And it's, what's the big deal? And it makes him happy. And we, we have, well, it's wonderful now. And um, so that is what she said. Now, again, we have to really understand that it's a two-way street. And like we said in the part one of this feedback, men don't understand menopause. Even women don't fully understand it, but men certainly don't. And they need to have tremendous empathy towards their wives as they're experiencing them. They cannot halila blame them with their moodiness or their lack of interest. 
naturally that they have, and he needs to be very understanding about it. And the women also need to understand that it's very hard for the men um, because they really need that sexual aspect and it's you know and that that is something that's very important so what's the etza so the first thing i want to say and i said it once before and i think this is very very important that although it's okay to have a sense of humor when people have make marriage jokes and the the you know the differences between men and women making fun of it, men making fun of women, women making fun of men, husbands making fun of their wife and their nature and vice versa. And there is some humor to it and there's nothing wrong with occasionally, you know, expressing that humor in a nice way. But the truth be told, truth be told, they really need to understand with sensitivity each other's natures. And that is a key to solving so many problems in marriages so many problems in marriages. If men would only understand women's nature better and their wife's nature in particular better and the women would understand the man's nature better, it would, it would, it would do wonders. They could come to agreements. They could come to form conclusions. They could talk things out and work on a compromise and work things out. And, um, and, and when it comes to these situations... It could be worked out very easily. When I say very easily, I don't mean that it takes hard work. But what I mean to say is, is that if you do this and you keep it up and you use these skills, then it gets easier and easier to work these things out. So as an example, now talking to the men, what the men need to understand is that they need to get involved in the emotional lives of their wives. If they have any hope or interest. I know they're interested, I'm talking to the husbands now, you're interested in the sexual relationship and it's frustrating that your wife is not in the moods or 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 just has very little interest based on the physical changes or whatever the reasons may be. You need to put that aside and focus on her emotional needs and start dating again. And we mentioned this also, this is what this... Uh, person when he told me this story with the psychologist also mentioned to me this thing which I think is very very valuable to share with you and that is that people date before marriage which needs to happen I understand but the icker dating happens after marriage and the icker dating is all stages of marriage but certainly now you know it, when they hit that stage and she's already in the menopause stage postmenopause stage and the kids are already let some of them may have been married off already outside the house and they have more time alone and so on and so forth they need to start quote unquote dating again he needs to invest in her emotional life and he may not be interested in a particular subject matter or whatever she's interested in but if it's important to her, it needs to be important to you. In the regular shiurim, we have some shiurim that I'm sharing from lectures given by Rabbi Arya Pemensky. Very, very insightful lectures that he gave. And like I said, and I say it's from him, and it's Kadai to listen directly to him, um, that he talks about this a great deal. Um, about the dating and about the, the understanding each other's natures and about the man understanding that the wife, his wife, is a relationship person and he needs to develop that relationship and that what is important 
to her needs to become important to him, even if he intrinsically is not interested in that subject matter per se, but he loves her, so it's part of his life. And when you do this, especially when you do this, then you the, the, the wife generally will want to reciprocate. And for the women now, saying the same thing in the reverse, that just like we're telling the men that they need to do this for you, that it's not just uh, uh, the physical, even though they, they're interested in the physical and you may not be, it's the emotional and it's the spending time together and all and, and developing that real relationship, going out for walks together, going out to dinner together, going through talking each other's problems, do, playing games together, doing things that they enjoy with each other together. And that's what the wife needs. Then the wife also needs to understand that sometimes he, she does need to go out of the comfort zone to accommodate him and, and, and be forthcoming and be willing to spend time with him sexually, even if you don't have that intrinsic interest right now. We talked, and again, this is something, you talk to women that are experienced in these areas about that issue, how to make it more pleasant and more comfortable and even appealing. And and um, I'm sure you could do your research there. That's not my, just something I cannot, I haven't done the research, and plus it's not really the appropriate thing. You need to speak to women that are knowledgeable in these subjects that could give you advice on how to make it more and more pleasant, even though there's vaginal dryness and other issues that may be there, and to know how to go about it to make it as pleasant as possible. But at the same time, there needs to be a, 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 a very strong investment into the sexual relationship beyond the age of 50 and even beyond menopause because it's very, very important for the relationship. For most men, that is how they experience love, that's how they feel loved, and it's extremely important to them. And, and again, I said this many, many times in those earliest Urim, this has nothing to do with the spiritual level of the man. He could be a tremendous Erlechiyi, Talmud Chacham. It's the teva, the nature of a man. The bedroom is a very important thing for him. And just like we're telling the husband, he needs to do everything that's important to you, for you, and with you, it goes both ways. That you need to also extend yourself. And it gets more pleasant and joyous as you go along because you share with each other different aspects of your life. So even if something right now is not as pleasant as you would like it to be, but the actual sharing and the growing will develop that joy and that relationship and it will become more and more pleasant. And that's pretty much common sense and uh, experience has uh, shown that that is the case. But going back to the men now, and this is also very important, this is part of the feedback I received. And again, I can't, the guidelines have to be between the couple personally. But sometimes the husband may say to himself, okay, you know, to all these years, I had these nida cycles where, you know, two, two, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, then a baby, uh, to two months off, then on and on, off and on. And now, Baruch Hashem, there's no more periods, there's no more mikvah. She's available all the time. And so let me party. This is great, you know. 
but he has to realize realistically that is not uh, that's not realistic, and he needs to realize that that's not the case. He needs to understand that he can't just uh, you know expect every you know every moment. Uh, to be sexual with his with his wife when she for his, her it takes a lot of effort uh, to, to to get into that mode and it becomes a pressure and it's not right to burden her beyond normal expectation and expect her to be with you sexually um, excessively um, you know if she's willing you're willing fine but usually that's not the case and you didn't need to be realistic about it and you need to work something out between yourselves. And it's hard to say pratim, but in detail, you know, hopefully you could work it out between yourselves, whatever the schedules are, whatever it may be, and and work it out that there's a fine medium where, you know, he knows he cannot uh, overburden her with this, but she knows that she needs to extend herself beyond what she's no comfortable with. And there is full capability to talk things through and find that middle ground and that medium where they're both very, very happy about it. And that'll create a sense of well-being and of love and of nurturing where they will both be very, very happy, side with their emotional lives and side with their sexual lives. But it takes work. It takes commitment. It takes work. But again, you love each other. Both of you have to get out of your comfort zones in order to accommodate whatever it may be. And the husband needs to be invested in the marriage. That's the first thing. If he cannot expect his wife to go beyond her comfort zone when she's not interested right now in the sexual uh, aspects of it, you cannot expect her to always be that way, especially if you're not investing in her and in the marriage. You need to always realize she's priority number one, always, and be with her always on, on an emotional level and together in every aspect of marriage. And that is when the sexual aspect will work itself out. And that's a very important um, concept also to understand. And then one... Um, other thing I want to say in general about men and women that the husbands and wives that um, it's really a beautiful thing that um, after they are it's something to look forward to and, and this is a very important thing you'll have nachas from your children and your married children and your enakloch and that's all wonderful as you get older and older but it's very important, like I said, that you should enjoy getting nachas from each other, wanting to be together, making a marriage priority number one. And by doing that, this hurdle that we talked about that could happen between the disparity of the sexual interest between the two of them could be worked out and they could live a very joyful, pleasant life. And again, um, because it's not proper for me to go into this, so that's why I encouraged you wives, there must be women that are wise, either Rebetzins, people, I guess there are two types. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm stereotyping and I'm wrong. Some may say, okay, you're older, 
So forget about all this, uh, you know, put this all this uh, physical stuff to the side. Now you could focus on your ruchnius, say Tehillim all day, focus on, on more the spiritual, the things in life, and, and eh, you know, whatever it is. That, that's the way it goes. That's the way in the world, you know. You're younger, you're interested in this uh, masses, and then, uh, you know, it's over because, uh, you know, you're finished with the kids and it served its purpose, have a nice day, you know. Some may have that attitude, but it's the wrong attitude. The other attitude is, is no, no matter how old you are, no matter how old you are, or how you're aging, a man always needs to feel needed and wanted, and in a sexual way too, and a, and a woman needs to feel beautiful and attractive, and as a attractive human being physically. And that's something women need to talk to the women that understand this. It's not my department. So on this aspect, please don't send me questions because I don't know. This is something you need to speak to other women about. But it's very important to develop that aspect to, of it. And for self-esteem, for feeling good about yourself, and also for enhancing the marriage. It's very important. Don't think that because you're older, you can neglect your appearance and the way you looked or your attractiveness. The husband needs to, no matter how, you know, as age goes on, he needs to look presentable, dress presentable, be a mensch all the time, and look attractive for handsome and attractive for his wife and the other way around too. Makes no difference as the age goes on. It's very important for the wife to, to, to appreciate and take, you know, consider that aspect of the physical aspects to be a very important part of the life. And it's not just for the youth. It really, really isn't. And that's important, and it's healthy. That is a healthy mindset. And again, I'm just going to end off over here with this. For all of those that are married, uh, and they're younger, and it doesn't make a difference. You could be mamish 20, 22, 23, 24. Listen to what I'm saying. You're saying, what do, what do I care about this stuff? This is, this is way, you know, uh, 20 plus, 30 plus years ahead. What am I worrying about this stuff? What am I, in, you know, this is not negay me. Ain't a chanami. A lot of what we're saying in these two shiurim are not negay you. But what is negay you is you need to develop these this relationship and you're 20 now, you will become 30, you will become 40, you will become 50, and Hashem should give everyone and you can live until a very, you know, long life, and it, the time to prepare is now. The present is important, of course, and you need to invest in your marriage. Say the guf, say the neshama is important. Your wife's goof and your wife's neshama is important. Her physical needs are important and her spiritual needs are important. His physical needs are important. His spiritual needs are important. So it's it's not right to separate the two. You don't say to the husband, husband, why are you so interested in having, you know, being sexual with your wife on Friday night? Uh, compared to nishmas that you're going to say by shachris, the nishmas, that's the sweetest of the sweet. How could you even think about these things when you experience a nishmas and zavi staff design? That that's the answer is by a yid in a yid's life. It's not a stira. It's not a stira. You could have a wonderful sexual experience with your wife the right way on a Friday night, 
And the next day, Nishmas, it could be Mamish Kloisa Nefesh, Yeshama Source. With the Yid, it's the same. With the Yid, it's one. We know through the history of, of and I'm going to be messiahing with this because it's an important aside, that I know that a lot of literature, and, and there is some truth to it, it is true, where you have the body and the soul fighting each other like cats and dogs. And it's a mochamba between each other. The physical and the spiritual are always fighting. And it is true. It is true that there is a tension between the two. And I remember the Menachem Rebbe once said a very interesting thing, that um, you have the body and then you have the soul, the neshama. The neshama always needs to be under, in the driver's seat. And he's 100% right. The neshama always has to be on the driver's seat. You can't have the body in control because it'll fly you to places. Where it'll crash. It'll fly off the cliff. You need the soul in the driver's seat. But at the same time, this is the other half of the marshal that Nabminska didn't say, but I think it's equally true. So the marshal, okay, so the neshama's in the driver's seat, right? Okay, so the guf is in the passenger seat, and the neshama's in the driver's seat. And they're going along, but the, now the, 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 the guf is getting hungry. Didn't eat yet. It's very hungry. It's hungry, and it needs to eat. It tells the neshama, I need to eat. Okay, don't worry about it right now. And it continues driving, beautiful scenery. The guf is getting hungrier and hungrier and very irritable. If you don't take care of that guf in a normal way, I'm not talking about giving into to crazy tivus, but in a normal way, what's going to happen? The guf is going to say, I had enough, and it's just going to grab the driver's, the, 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 the wheel, and take over. Say, I don't care. So you gotta, the neshama has to know, has to make the pit stops. When the goof needs to eat, it eats. When the goof needs to go to the bathroom, it goes to the bathroom. You know, when you have your kids, your little kids, and you're going on an eight-hour trip, you know you have to stop off on that pit stop so that they could rest and they could go to the bathroom or whatever it is, or get a picnic, have something to eat, and so on and so forth. And that's the relationship between the goof and the neshama. They have to be in sync with one another. And in the marriage, it works that way too. The physicality and the spirituality has to be aligned, has to be a beautiful shidduch with each other. And that is why it's so important for the men to learn and develop and understand the emotional needs of the women, of their wives, and to spend time with them and to really, really get into their lives in in the deepest way possible. And, and, the, and the women sometimes also need to understand their husband and their um, nature and accommodate that too as best as possible because you both love each other and you want each other to be happy. Have a wonderful day.